Welcome back to Queen Beauty Podcast with your hosts, Quandris and Elise. Today, we have a special guest with a licensed therapist. Yay! Please help us welcome Miss Latoya Hayes, where she can be found as Latoya Hayes underscore LPC on Instagram. So go ahead and give yeah. her a quick follow while you're listening to this podcast. Right now, stop <laughs> what you're doing, continue to listen. And continue to listen but stop <laughs> what you're doing and go on ahead i'm and... gonna tell you right now you do not want to miss one minute of this episode okay the nuggets quandas and i feel prepared for life after this okay absolutely so without further ado we're going to continue on to today's episode enjoy <laughs> Latoya Hayes owns her practice called Journey to Hope LLC. Latoya is a proud native of Atlanta, Georgia. She received her bachelor's from the University of West Georgia in psychology. She went on and obtained her master's degree in professional counseling from Argozi University. She has over 15 years of experience in the mental health field. It is her belief that personal growth is a lifelong journey. However, along that journey, we can sometimes become stuck. And that is where she comes in as a licensed professional counselor, where she is here to help you identify what is keeping you stuck and develop tools to help you progress along your life journey. Then there are times where you feel more than stuck. Mm -hmm. You may experience symptoms that fall under mental health disorder. She is still here to help you. She specializes in treating stress, anxiety, depression, and other mood disorders. Her clientele consists of young adults, families, adults, and couples. She looks forward to helping you as you embark on your journey to hope. Yay! <laughs> We're so happy to have you here with us, Latoya. Thank you for having us, ladies. I'm super excited. I am truly enjoying just the Queen Beauty podcast journey. I'm loving it. Yes. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I can't thank you enough. And for the audience, you are actually my personal therapist. <laughs> and um. <laughs> I love the fact that I'm just going to go on record and say that you focus on that stuck part of life because it happens mm -hmm. every single day and yeah. it shows, you know, how life is a continuous journey. There's never going to be an arrival moment. That's what I've got from our sessions in therapy. There's never going to be an arrival moment where I've got it. Everything needs to be kind of picked apart and thought about. So, I mean, I love having our sessions just for that. Oh, thank you, Elise. And, and you are absolutely right. There is no no prize. There's no check mark. It's just a continuous journey of self-care, self-growth, self-awareness. And, uh, and I always tell people therapy is we tend to look at therapy like, okay, I, I need to implement self-care. That's what it's all about. But then when they come in and realize that we got to start digging up some root <laughs> causes of things, it's like, oh, yeah. You're not just gonna tell me to go get a manicure pedicure, like no. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny you say that because that's exactly what we think about when we think about self care, and it really is getting below that layer, you yeah. know, and digging deep, digging Dig deeper. Where I didn't is that from? That. <laughs> it's from the Cosby's. <laughs> that's <Yes>. so funny. <laughs> <laughs> that 
is true. That is true. It's, uh-huh. it's the ugly part of self-care, but it's the most needed part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uncovering those deep-rooted issues that's influencing your perspectives, your behaviors, your actions, your interactions with others. So that's that's the part uh, of the journey that I actually enjoy. I, I enjoy the nitty-gritty. You enjoy the part that everyone runs from. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and that's good. why we need you. Right. right. You're here. Listen, I've been trying to get into your office, but I'm in Florida. So we <laughs> got them state, them state line rules. <laughs> oh my goodness. So let me just ask you, what made you become a therapist? Mm. You know, I have a funny story about that, Quantris. Um and I'm probably telling my age, but I used to love watching Charlie Brown. Okay. And if yeah. you remember Charlie Brown, there was a little girl on there and she would actually put her little sign up and it would say therapy five cents. I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. <laughs> and when I saw that, I was like, and you know, the friends would come by and, and you know, tell them her, you know, tell her their problems. And I was like, what is that? Whatever that is, I want to do that. Mm-hmm. and wow. so it just kind of went on from there uh as I just kind of I, I love to help people a lot of my friends and family come to me uh mm-hmm. just for a safe space to be able to vent or yeah. even found advice and I just enjoy that and so then once I realized there was a name for that I was like oh, I'm gonna do that so wow that's so cool <laughs> my daughter loves Charlie Brown so I know exactly the episode that you're talking about <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so that started my journey to, nice. to becoming a counselor so and once I entered college that's when I found out all what it entailed to to get here so was there a mm-hmm. moment where you were like okay this is a little too much you know uh once I graduated with my master's because mm-hmm. when you're in your program they lead you to believe that okay you graduate and then go ahead hang your little your little shingle you can, <laughs> you can right. and then you meet the state whatever state you're in and here for me it was the state of Georgia and they're like wow. oh, sure. you apply for your associate's license so you pass the state exam that's great and all but now we need three more years from you. So wow. then, you know, you, you have your four years of your graduate study, um, but then you, the state requires three additional years for your full licensure. So wait, what are you doing in the three years? <laughs> With the, is, this a, uh, is this specific to, what is this? <laughs> yeah, so that's your supervision. So you know, okay. pass your state exam. Well, you have to first pass your state exam so you can get your associate license. And so then you are then supervised from someone who um, I believe is like five years or more. They need to be fully licensed. So, yeah, so it's three additional years with the state, which is supervision. So you pass your state state exam, mm-hmm. they give you an associate license, and then you have to be supervised by someone who's been, you know, licensed longer than you. I think they are, it's about five years. They have to be licensed longer. And then once you make it through those three years, then you apply again for a full licensure. And then oh. you're full licensed. <laughs> oh, okay. 
So I know. Okay, so in that in yeah. that gap, or I guess in that period, like right before you get your three years, do are you able to practice? And you, you're practicing with a supervisor, basically. Right. Kind of, exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay. And, and that's also too how you get your hours because you do have to be working in some capacity to get that full licensure. Right. So you have to have hours to meet it as well as supervising hours to meet it. Wow. I know it's not technical terminology, but that's why I call you a doctor. <laughs> she has the years. She has the years. I mean, so. Right. <laughs> I appreciate that. But then that's that's the great thing about that too, at least because a lot of people do call me a doctor. I'm like, oh, I, I am flattered, but I am not a doctor. <laughs> um, but a psychologist, mm-hmm. now they are a doctor of psychology. Okay. Whereas I'm a licensed professional counselor, LPC, because I'm a master's level. Understood. Yeah, there's levels, but I mean, it's so many unknowns. And that's why Queen Beauty Podcast wanted to bring awareness to it, um, Mm -hmm. especially because it seems like there's this trending of an uptick in mental health. It's on everything we see in television, I think, Quandris, I was talking to you. You said you thought it was Issa Rae. We kind of wanted to pick your brain on who you thought uh, the catalyst. Sparked the trend. Entertainment <laughs> was sparked the trend. Yeah. I was saying it was Issa Rae. I don't know if you've ever uh, seen the show Insecure, but oh, yeah. she's definitely on the last few seasons have been bringing some awareness to mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when I noticed I started after she spoke about it, then the podcast are talking about the show. So the podcast started talking about it right. that I was listening to. And it's just been more and more awareness. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I've been seeing it a lot more in different shows. I even seen uh, um, Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. Don't judge me. Uh, <laughs> no, this is a no judgment zone. <laughs> they, uh, they actually had an episode where one of the guys in there he was talking about how therapy um, helped him so much, wow. and it was so great to see. And it was actually men and men of color opening up to one another about mental health and sharing it. So that yeah. was pretty good. And that's another that's thing. Good. I mean, especially in the African American community. That's something that was historically just a taboo subject, right? And right. the transition, um, there's been a transition and an emergence of it more and more. I think COVID probably took it off beyond, but um, when sure. did you decide or when did you realize it in your sessions uh, with your clients that it was becoming more of a trend? I would probably say a year and a half to two years ago, I noticed that people were more open and willing to um, check on their mental health, especially okay. uh, people of color. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I just started getting more calls and more inquiries about just therapy and how to get started. Um, a lot of people didn't know where to even begin, didn't, didn't even realize they had mental health benefits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know times, I didn't realize I had. Yeah, yeah, a lot of times we know we have medical benefits, but you also have mental health benefits too, right. and they're completely separate from your medical. Right. So just trying to educate people on that as well. But I would say probably a year and a half to two years ago, I've just seen uh, people being more willing to check on themselves. And also too, 
I think at least the stress has caused that. Yeah. People are realizing what stress actually does to the body. Right. And yeah. so that has caused them to to realize that, okay, this is bigger than me. I need to reach out for some help possibly. Understood. Mm-hmm. So speaking of, you know, uh, people of color or mm-hmm. just people, your clientele in general, um, mm-hmm. how diverse are your clients? And I would say it's getting more and more diverse by the day, which I'm so excited because I've been I'm in awesome. Marietta and so I've been in the area for seven years now. And initially when um, I came out, I was seeing a lot of kids at first and um, mixture of men and women, but it was majority Caucasian. Mm-hmm. And I would say over the last maybe three to four years, I am seeing more people of color um, and other ethnicities as well, too, beyond just African-American. Right. So I'm really excited about that. But my main focus, women. Mm-hmm. and um couples mm-hmm. um and a little sprinkle of families here and there okay but I have shifted my focus a lot to helping women because I just have a passion of helping women find balance um yeah. I no matter what color you may be as a woman you wear so many hats and juggle so much and it's so easy to lose your identity or to not make your own to-do list that I just have a passion for helping women find that balance in their life whether it's work-life balance or just you know parent parental balance whatever that balance may be Woo! I need all of that (laughs) (laughs) you got a message in a word (laughs) okay that's that's really amazing Mm -hmm. um I know another one of the questions that we have for you is trying to figure out and understand the difference between mental health and the life coach? Mm-hmm. Yes. And with mental um, health is usually derived by a mental health disorder. So mm-hmm. like your depression, your bipolar, anxiety, and any other type of uh, mood disorder or diagnosis you may have. Okay. And that's the thing. It's the actual diagnosis that you may be coming to be treated for. Okay. Whereas life coaching is more so of that guidance. It's an it's a set goal that you need accountability and help with achievement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That makes and sense. another thing too, um, with your mental health is usually covered under your insurance. Mm-hmm. Life coaching typically is not because it's not deemed necessarily medical necessity. Interesting. Until you get stressed out and get the anxiety and depression part. <laughs> And then <laughs> you can slide it in there. Right, right. So with your mental health counseling, is usually going to fall under, and especially if you're using insurance, it's usually going to require some type of medical necessity in which, you know, the you're needing treatment for it. Mm, that's interesting because, you know, we're all about preventative care. Right? Yeah. And you would, one would think we would have mm-hmm. wanted to get to that point in right. life. We would want to do it on the front end. Yeah. Check in on then, mental health. Yeah. And then too, it's so uh, taboo. A lot of, especially in the South, I guess I would say. Yeah. Um, it's taboo in terms of say like, okay, I'm taking leave for my mental health. Now, if you could say, I just had a heart attack and I'm at home recovering. Oh, people are just fawning. I understand. Okay. But if right. you were saying, okay, I feel like I'm losing my mind and I need to take some time away from work. 
uh, it's almost as if like you're defective. Yep. And when I feel like that's the most courageous thing you can do, like you said, at least is to get, you know, ahead of it yeah. and have that preventive care so that where you're not losing your mind to where you're not having a mental breakdown um, to where you, you know, are not so worn out. Yeah. I just feel like there needs to be more of an onus to doing it up front. Yeah. Yeah. So I encourage anyone, if you just want to try it out, just try it out, you know, nothing. <laughs> I agree. And then, you know, I really like the idea. And just like you said, if someone um, has a heart attack and no one questions it Mm -hmm. and the same likewise is if you're going for your, your regular physical where you're going to get your blood work done or whatever, no one really questions that either. And I don't think this should be a question if you're going for a counseling session because it's a part of your makeup. It's a part of who Mm -hmm. you are. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, Latoya, a couple of weeks ago, we had a special episode. It was actually during Halloween. It was called Adulting. Are you afraid of adulting? We took a spin of the 90s TV show, Nickelodeon. Um, Are you afraid of the dark? And we talked and asked our social media uh, followers what their top adulting fears were, right? And it basically kind of categorized in these general segments and topics Mm-hmm. about relationships to parenting to finances and it was just a similar theme they were everybody was saying the same thing in different ways but on right. different spectrums if mm-hmm. I could summarize it but well, a lot of the things came down to decision making and being kind of like unsure about if they made the right choice or if they are doing the right thing in life you know the path that they decided if it was okay and it was causing them fear and just kind mm-hmm. of the fear of that unknown. So mm-hmm. our question for you, and this is just a, a very special queen beauty question. <laughs> if you can provide any tips on finding balance between adulting, fear of unknown or accepting your own decisions, like what would they be? What would that mm-hmm. be? Yeah. And I would first start with just acknowledging that anxiety, because that's really what I when you were reading off the questions, that's what I heard, just a bunch oh, wow. of anxiety. And, and anxiety is boiled down to fear and worry. And so it's digging through, what am I fearful of? What am I worried about? Mm-hmm. And then once you have that list, going back and what are the facts to support any of those fears or any of those concerns? And nine times out of 10, it's a lot of it that we've made up in our head. Yes. So, wow. you know, it's we can have a fear of, you know, tomorrow I'll I'll be on the street. And the fact may be today you had you just got a promotion. So where where is that fear really based out of? Right. And then um also too, it's just being able to trust yourself mm. and trust your voice. Uh, our society is so noisy. We're influenced from social media, we're influenced by friends, by family, yeah. that it's hard to hear your own voice. Yes. And so that's what causes a lot of anxiety because we're scared to move on a decision because we can't even hear ourselves. Wow. That's deep. <laughs> that's real deep. You know why that's so deep? It's because we just did this fast. And the part of the fast was uh, for me, and I think at least too, was to get off of social media. 
and it really did give us that that quietness yeah right just to just be right and so (laughs) to just actually think your own thoughts without it being oh look at this cute outfit look at let me make a Pinterest board or whatever it is whatever your thing is just just like you said it clutters it clutters your mind and Mm -hmm. and then you go back like oh wait I got these bills what am I doing right you know you can't think that you already have it covered you know exactly when you talk (laughs) about guidance right you you know how you get guided to do things it seems like we're just guided by all the noise that you're talking about and so of course you're you have anxiety Mm-hmm. here because the thing that you're like following you don't even know kind of implicitly, exactly. is noise exactly, exactly. that's interesting and, yeah and well, that sways like our, our thoughts this sways our actions our behaviors and you know before you know it you find yourself all over the place and so wow. um and even like you said Quan, just the fact that you all just did I was excited because I went back and, and listened to that I was like this is so spot on because a lot of times, too, what I notice is that there's just a disconnect when you find yourself all bottled up mm-hmm. and just kind of confused because there's a disconnect between you and, you know, whatever your faith-based uh, belief mm-hmm. may be. And so for, for me, that would be God. And so whenever I'm just all discombobulating over, I notice, okay, have I had my long time with Jesus? Have I had right, my time right. I can hear clearly. <laughs> Uh huh. <laughs> and you should be amazed. I mean, how much we heard. I heard. I know. I personally heard clearly for the first time in a long time. Yeah. And I was like, "Wow, this was just from it, canceling out the noise." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, describe your transition with telehealth services since COVID. Um, if there's been a transition at all, mm-hmm. I know that there's been a, a lot of doctors um, and even mental health counselors have been going virtual so how's that been for you and you know uh it has been seamless because I actually started playing around with telehealth services maybe a year and a half two years ago I was the first person I was ready you were the first one and so <laughs> when COVID hit I just kept going with that platform. And so uh, what I enjoy about it, though, it has allowed me to connect with um, so many more people. And what's so funny is that some clients who I was in in my office, Mm -hmm. seeing them virtually, they are so much more open and transparent. And I'm thinking, like, is this the same person? Wow. So that is super interesting. I think it's because they're in their own space, their own comfortable space. Yeah, uh uh-huh. That's what I'm thinking. For sometimes it works. They're in their own comfortable space and they get them all free. Um, And then you do still have some clients who are like, okay, no, this video thing is not working for me. I need to come in. Um, So it really has been seamless. And in regards to uh, crossing state line, the the state is still strict about... (laughs) If you if you were like Claudia trying to get in where she fit in. So so yeah, so that part Quandus, they have not let up on. But um they have embraced telehealth services because before many insurance companies were not covering that. Okay. Yeah, they weren't Mm -hmm. covering it at all. And so Mm -hmm. now you have like your major insurance companies like your your Aetna's and Blue Cross Blue Shield. Yep, Blue Cross. 
mm-hmm. they're they're covering it now. So that has truly been amazing because I think that's one of our blockages for mental health. It's just the access. Right. Want so to that's, come, but necessarily can't afford it. So that's the great or segue because Quantas and I have had some offline conversations about that that access mm-hmm. entry point. Mm-hmm. And is it because the care the health insurances just don't have it in their plan or the employer paid ones don't have it in their mm-hmm. plan? Yeah. And some um, companies, like you said, they won't cover it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that some people don't have mental health uh, coverage or they may have a huge deductible, like, you know, with their medical plan. So if right. you're trying to go to, for therapy, it's kind of, it's difficult to pay it's an, an average rate, especially here in Atlanta for an hour session will run you 150 to 200 dollars and that's a lot uh if you're trying to go somewhere weekly or bi-weekly yeah Mm -hmm. yeah you'll start start going to your manis and petties (laughs) (laughs) so you end up so far gone but no (laughs) but that's so interesting that's very interesting but i love the that was like you know we call the blessing curse of covid Mm -hmm. that is the blessing out of COVID that more yeah. carriers are now saying they want to have it in their plans. Right. And even now I would encourage people to check because until December 31st, um, some plans, I know, especially Anthem, which is mm-hmm. also Blue Cross Blue Shield, mm-hmm. they're covering telehealth services. So if you want to see a counselor and let's say you have a deductible, you don't have to pay anything. If you have a copay, guess what? You don't have to pay anything. Um, because of COVID, so they're trying to help their their um, clients and help their their consumers get the help that they need. Six weeks. That's awesome. Oh, you said six weeks. You just did the math. You better get in. Get in where you fit in. Get in where you fit in. Call them up. Right. And even beyond that, you can do EAP. Have you guys heard? I know you're familiar with EAP, Elise. Yes, I'm familiar with EAP and that's how um, I learned about mental health was through EAP. You know, HR gives you the bill where you can, you have the certain number of visits per year, which is awesome. And um, it was the part where it was actually covered under insurance that I learned, you know, that was the newbie for me. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of people don't know that. So could you explain what EAP is for those Mm -hmm. who may not know? Yes, EAP is your Employee Assistance Program. And it's where, and even though it's um, called Employee Assistance, the counselor does not report anything back to your employer. Your employer doesn't even know that you utilize those benefits. It's just a benefit for you. And you receive free sessions um, to any counselor of your choice. Mm -hmm. And right now I've been noticing the minimum has been maybe like five. And the most I've seen companies give their employers is up to 10 um, per year or either per um, issue. So you could say, um, you know, anxiety related. Okay, we'll give you five. And then if you feel like, okay, I'm having some depression, then okay, we'll give you another five. So depending on what, what your plan does. And it's no cost to you. And I always tell people that's a great way just to see if they're interested or even ready for therapy. Yeah, is to begin with um, looking into their employee assistance program. Yeah, that's good to know, especially um, asking that question of if it's a different issue. 
because that's mm-hmm. probably not something a lot of people know mm-hmm. that it might be that they can have additional you know right. sessions that's good to know and one of my mental barriers to even asking about the EAP was I thought I had to ask HR and I didn't want them in my business right but like, you can call <laughs> your insurance and do yes, that. yes. I didn't uh, realize that and then I was like oh okay <laughs> the information is all is usually so hidden it's, I know <laughs> it's like this little tiny paragraph all the way like in page 39 of 58 and you just miss it <laughs> exactly so we have some additional questions for you because you've been amazing and we want to help others in our circle like sharing is caring and Mm -hmm. uh, one of the questions that we have for you Latoya is if a loved one is suffering from depression or any type of mental health like how how do we how are we able to tell and how Mm -hmm. can we support them Mm -hmm. and depression shows up in so many different ways Mm -hmm. Um, but some telltale signs I would look for is you know, if your friend or loved one, if they are withdrawing, so you guys are trying to get up and normally they would come and then all of a sudden they're kind of declining at every turn and every invitation that you're sending them. Mm. If you notice when you do talk, uh, the conversation is a little bit more on a pessimistic side than just that loss of um, hope or motivation to do things. If you visit them and you notice that their living quarters aren't as tidy as it was before. So that clutter is mm-hmm. kind of a, a giveaway. Um, and also to just, you know how you can feel a person's energy? Yes. Mm-hmm. And if that, and especially if it's a loved one or friend, you kind of know their demeanor. So even if that energy is off, and this is one that kind of surprises people, but irritability. Like if they're mm-hmm. angry, if you're seeing mood swings, that's also a sign of depression. That's interesting. That's very interesting. And that's, and that's, those are good signs and good things to look out for. And if you do find yourself in the position where, okay, you see a couple of these signs in the loved one, mm-hmm. how can, how can you support them through that? What's the mm-hmm. best thing to do? Yes. Asking them what type of support they need. So instead of trying to rattle off, you should do this or you need right. to do this, ask them if they need any help. Ask them if they want to talk. Uh, I love these commercials now. It's, um, I think it, it says the awkward question or something, but it's like these two friends and, and they want to ask each other if they're okay mentally. And it's like this awkward <laughs> silence. Um, but, <laughs> but it's just communicating, talking, checking in it. with one another. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, how are you really? How can I support you? It's a lot going on right now. How can I support you? You know what? That is so good. That's a good way to ask. And I struggle mm-hmm. with that because I'm always like, just go to therapy. And then right. It's not easy to, right. for a lot of people, especially if right. they weren't, are not in the space to do that. To just right. go to therapy like it's not exactly. that easy yeah. yeah so the asking of the how can I support you makes mm-hmm. it more open-ended I love that yeah. yeah and it gets them thinking too because a lot of times when you're in a dark place you don't really know what you need yeah yeah you know you need that support but sometimes you don't know what you need but then also too having people rattling off things that you should do 
that just overwhelms you and just kind of sometimes will cause you to sink even further. Right. You don't want that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good stuff. So what if you're in a situation, you know, where it is a loved one, you have to be around. How do, how do we cope with the person who is depressed? You know, Mm -hmm. watching someone in pain is hard. I know for me, I hate when people are sad. It just makes, Mm -hmm. it makes me feel sad. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, like, I just want to know the best ways to cope with that. Mm -hmm. And if you're walking with someone who's dealing with depression, like a family member, a loved one, don't forget to have your support system. I'm a huge fan of having your tribe, you know, having people that you can rely on, people that can pour into you as you're pouring into that person or that loved one, Um, as well as checking in with yourself. Um, there is a such thing as compassion fatigue. So you want to make sure that you don't hit that brick wall yourself because you're so, you know, involved with taking care of someone else's emotional needs that you neglect your own emotional needs. Okay. Yeah, compassion fatigue can Mm -hmm. be very, very real. I just learned that word, (laughs) that word, that phrase not too long ago. Oh, yeah. Um, that's really, really deep because sometimes we like to help a lot. We like to help mm-hmm. others a whole mm-hmm. lot and yeah. it can put us in a place of being depleted. Right. Yeah. And Quandra's like, we're familiar with the term depression, but a lot of us aren't familiar with the term compassion fatigue. And that's what a lot of people may be suffering from because it's two different things. Right. And so we are definitely seeing it in any of our helping fields that compassion fatigue is real. So like our nurses, our clergy, mm-hmm. mental health professionals, you know, just even in your corporate settings, if you have a job where you're serving others, mm-hmm. you're at risk for compassion fatigue. Yeah. And so it's getting back to the basics. What do you enjoy doing? What brings a smile to your face? Um, anything that makes you laugh? Watching a show that takes your mind, you know, mindless TV where it takes your yeah. mind. So that's a way of keeping yourself up and um, checking in with yourself as you're helping someone that you love. Right. So I have a, a, a kind of a second question to that. Mm-hmm. What if your loved one wants you to be in the sunken place with them? Mm-hmm. How do you effectively communicate that? And not necessarily call it the sunken place, but some people, maybe their support is wanting you to be around them all the time. Like, in that they're bringing your energy down if that is happening like how do you deal with that Mm -hmm. and that's where being honest comes into play Mm -hmm. now being honest doesn't always mean it's going to feel good (laughs) so you can let yeah you can let that person know they're like hey i understand you want someone to relate to you and to feel what you're feeling i can empathize with you meaning that I can feel back what's going on and I can understand, but I don't have to sympathize, meaning I don't have to pick on your actual symptoms to get where, you know, what you're going through. Got it. So sometimes it's just having that talk and just educating your loved one. Like I get it, but both of us being down is not going to help anybody. So I can empathize, but I don't have to sympathize. Nice. I like that. I love that. Empathize, but not sympathize. <laughs> I like it too. That's a whole hashtag. 
So um, I think previously you kind of mentioned that um, sometimes when that person is in that space of depression or a mental health issue, that they don't really recognize that they're in it. Um, and so uh, another one of our questions is how can you tell if you yourself are depressed? <laughs> are you in it, you know, when you're in it, is there, I don't even know if this is something that you can tell, um, but just kind of wanted your insight on it, if you oh, can yeah. tell. Yeah, and definitely, so same kind of signs. Mm -hmm. What is your routine like? Are you noticing that you are a little more hopeless or a little more on edge? Um, the the mood instability are you happy one moment sad the next angry you know um have you lost interest in some things you would normally do so that lack of motivation is huge and I always tell people to look at their living quarters if you can if your blinds are always closed or you know if your room is just constantly a mess because you just don't even feel like doing anything to it check in with yourself like okay am I too busy or is something going on with me that's a good point check in with yourself I think that's a really big big thing it's like it's an intentional moment right because you have to like really sit back and literally take a step back and look because we're, we're in it every day you're moving around yeah. and everything's happening mm -hmm. so fast so it's like intentionally step back and check in with yeah. yourself yeah and I always tell people to that depression is a selfish disease so it wants you all to yourself mm -hmm. you know so if you aren't interacting with others like you used to if you aren't talking to others like you used to check in with yourself because depression can be very isolating so Latoya well there are a lot of people who are not self-aware <laughs> in the world and Checking in with yourself, I feel like requires a level of self-awareness, right? Mm -hmm. mm. That's just sounds, I'm just going to put that and leave that right there in the end. <laughs> and, and you know what else it requires, Elise? It requires emotional maturity. Okay. Okay. Yeah. With a lot of adults, we struggle with that emotional maturity, boy. Yes. So. Yes. It ebbs and flows. <laughs> <laughs> That is very true. I'm a big reader, right? So if you could have like a book on okay. emotional maturity or checking in with yourself or something that encompasses that, what, what type of book would you recommend for some, someone like myself? I several come to mind. I actually um, just finished um, a book now that I just thought was so good. Um, and let me pull it up because... I've been telling everybody to, to get this book, Ooh. but it's called Get Out of Your Head. Ooh, okay, I like the title. Yeah, oh, by, Jenny <laughs> by Jenny. By who? Jenny Allen. It's J-E-N-N-I-E, Jenny Allen, Get Out of Your Head. It is such a good book. And also, too, at least when we were talking about the, um, the adulting questions about anxiety and things like that, mm -hmm. you know, it addresses those spiraling negative thoughts that we have. So that's one of my favorite books. And then also, too, um, I like Dr. Caroline Lee. Mm -hmm. She has a book called Switch on Your Brain. But also, too, I follow her on Instagram. And I just love her information and her um, messages on just how our brains operate and, and you know, 
the role they play in our thoughts and ways of thinking. Nice. I'm so and her, um, Caroline's last name, <laughs> like, I know. Boy. Caroline's last name is L-E-A-F? L-E-A-F, yep. Okay. L-E-A-F. So mm-hmm. Quandris and I, uh, well, I am on Quandris's Audible account. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so these books will be downloaded tonight. Yes. Okay, okay. Yes. Wait, I was You're about to say really we share right. an account, but I am on her account. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, so Latoya, mm-hmm. affordable mental health resources. We we tapped on the, the idea and the access question mark with Mm -hmm. insurance and the cost and so Mm -hmm. what are some resources for people who want counseling services or even want to be with a counselor that looks like them Mm -hmm. and they don't have insurance or their plan doesn't cover it Um, are there some affordable resources you can provide to us yes there are there are um, each county typically has a community service board so you can go to your community service board in that county and typically they would offer counseling service or have information for counseling services. And then also too, when searching for a counselor, ask them if they have, it's called a sliding scale fee. And typically uh, counselors based on your income will have a sliding scale fee to where sessions can be more affordable. So instead mm-hmm. of maybe your sessions being between the 150 to 200 range, it may be between like the 40 to $65 range. Well, that's great. Uh, you're right. I, I did definitely one of my had a counselor in New Jersey and she had a sliding scale fee. And after the EAP, because you only get a certain amount, it was mm-hmm. definitely like 50 bucks. But I, I thought that was just a her thing. Yeah. <laughs> so that's good to know. I could ask others. So I yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that terminology, I mean, you've given us some nuggets this episode. So we got the sliding scale fee. We've got mm-hmm. compassion fatigue. What was the other one? It was another one. Your EAP. The EAP <laughs> and the different, the different uh, reasons for going to your EAP, yeah. right? Anxiety How to tell stress. if you're depressed or a loved one's depressed. I am, I'm so excited. I feel, I feel ready. I feel a little bit more ready. ready to take it on, whatever it is. <laughs> that is good. Because I'm telling you, I mean, our mental health, it, it affects everything. So yeah. when you feel more at peace, in your your soul our souls our mind will and emotion when you feel more at peace in your soul you'll just be amazed at just how you interact with others how you handle adversity Mm -hmm. wow you know the courage it gives you to just be yourself authentically and that's just no greater freedom than that so Mm. um, i'm a big proponent of therapy and just walking that journey of just doing doing the work Doing the work. You are amazing. And we appreciate you and everything that you do, your passion. Mm-hmm. Um, doing this day in and day out. I mean, it's it's something, you know, that is should be reverenced or respected. And we appreciate you. Oh, thank you, ladies. I had so much fun. Thank you for having me on. This has been amazing. Thank, thank you, you for so coming. much. <laughs> yes. And, yeah. Thanks so much for taking time out and sharing some insight about this topic. Um, we do have one question though before yeah. we go. Two I'm questions. Off on this. <laughs> two questions. Give me two. What is your vision for mental health going into 2021 and beyond for the world? It's a big one. 
that is it is a good one too um really the accessibility i would just like mental health to be more accessible to everyone mm-hmm. um as well as not just the financial piece but just the in means of which we are able to receive it so i do hope that um, the telehealth is continued and that it's not stopped and even even now some companies you can do your sessions by phone if you don't even want to do video they'll cover just phone sessions so in any way that someone can be reached i just hope that uh, we can continue that and also too that it just become a normal thing just like how you're reminded to go get a physical every year or you're reminded to go to the dentist every six months for your checkup i just hope it becomes normal to say like hey even if it's once a month or once or twice a year have you checked in with anybody just to see how you are mentally emotionally right spiritually physically you know every aspect of your life so i'm hoping that that will become more normal for us in a society Love it, love it, love it. I am in agreement with that. <laughs> I really, if I could, if I could see where it's going, I, I really want it to be tied in where, you know, how you get your physical or the um, the things that you do like that are covered. They're free. They're considered um, preventative, yeah. right? I hope that uh, mental health becomes a preventative. It, at least once a year, hope twice a year, like your dental, you know, right. yeah. care. <laughs> that would be nice. Even if we like our goal setting, right? And that's a long-term goal. The short term, at least by the age of 35, you have got to have one therapy session. Just like you got to have a mammogram at 40 or all the things. <laughs> like, by this, ma- this is a mandatory requirement age because you have hit certain experiences in life that will require you to check in. And then we can get to the couple times a year or the once a year if they don't want to give it to us all the time. I mean, right. I don't know. Yeah. That's a good idea, though. Yeah, and therapy, that's exactly that. It's not meant to be, you know, forever. you going in every week talking to someone. It's really just so that you gain those tools. And once you have those tools, you start walking that out. And like you're saying, Ellie, it may just be every now and then you check in just to make sure, okay, do I need to gain more tools? Do I need to right. push up on my tools? So uh, that's, I think that's another misconception that people think that once you start, you should be in forever. No, it's yeah. just to help you get stronger more self-aware, more clarity, and uh, more tools for your toolbox. <laughs> Love it. Yes. So, Latoya, how can more people connect with you if they want to start their journey to hope? Yes. My website is journeytohopellc.com. So people can come go there, all my information there, number, email address, all those things. So I would love to connect and, and help anyone on their on their journey. That's why I love my that name because we all are on a journey to hope. So. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you again. ladies. Thank you for having me. Thank you everyone for spending some time with your listening ears. Check out our show notes for information for links referenced within this episode. And check out our website, www.queenbeautypodcast.com. And please send send any comments and questions to queenbeautypodcast at gmail.com. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast for instant access on all of our episodes. Please leave a five-star rating and review if you have Apple Podcasts. You can also find us on social media. 
go on ahead and follow us instagram facebook and twitter at queen beauty podcast and see us back here soon for some quality time with you girls at queen beauty peace and love